Welcome to another interview podcast with the Geekly Grind. I am here today joined by the almost the entire cast of the D&D Actual Play podcast, Knights of the Rolled Table. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. people. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes with all these people. So <laughs> Yeah, you might need to single us out a little bit because we'll just... Yes, that's what we will be doing. I'm glad I'm glad what we're recording on actually says everyone's name so I can actually tell who is talking. That's going to be helpful. Henceforth, I mm-hmm. shall be known you as... You can just call me Token Lady. Token, token Lady. Mm-hmm. She works at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> to, to kind of get things rolling. So um, how about we just have everybody uh, introduce yourself and then your character and their racing class. And then if you're a DM, talk about that a little bit. Zach, go first. Chris called Zach. So this is Zach. <laughs> and um, we rotate DMs a little bit. So I was the season one DM. And I'm, we're currently in the middle of season three, which I'm DMing again. And in the middle of that, uh, in season two, I played a human paladin, a human paladin warlock named Derek Dark Harbor. Hi, my name is Chris Daly. And uh, I play in season one, Gravely, the Orkling Ranger. And in season two, I was the DM. So my name is Weston. Uh, I... Um, have played a number of different seasons. I was the season zero DM. You'll never hear those episodes. <laughs> and uh, I play coach in season one and season two. And in season three, I play a cute, adorable little death-seeking kobold named Soot. <laughs> a plushie waiting to happen. Uh, I'm Jeff, and I play XX Bloody Heart. That's small X, capital X, BL, zero, zero. <laughs> dy open bracket and the letter the number three um he's a human rogue end of description (laughs) (laughs) thanks for coming coming everyone are you are you you really done yep i'm done for now you you also played a town oh yeah in season three i i had the honor of uh, i know it's a huge spoiler I played a living town. I, I assisted Zach, I guess, in being the town of Giaka, which features um, in season three. Hi, I'm Jen, and uh, I play Maya, a uh, half-elf warlock, uh, eventual kind of bard uh, in seasons uh, one and three. And, and then I also play Sarsa, Demi-Salt, a uh, cleric tiefling. And um, I'm just stoked to be here while not being there, while being here. Just just for all listeners, we are social distancing, making sure we're recording in our own homes, but still having fun nonetheless. Did I ruin the so, magic? No, you did okay. not ruin any magic. Oh, the, God. The accents brought in the magic. You're doing great. Okay. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just to kind of give our listeners a little bit more info, kind of bringing into how everyone came together as far as making the podcast um the first point i want to bring up is uh the improv background that many of you have does uh chris do you want to talk a little bit about the the improv that you all are a part of 
uh, several of us are involved in a local improv professional comedy troupe called National Comedy Theater um, that's been around for what's the current number of years, guys? 1997 was establishment. It's over 20 20 now. 21. Um, So that's not how math works, but keep on going. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it was was in Santa Barbara for a while, but then it, and it moved to San Diego. So the organization was anyway. Um, So uh, yeah, a couple of us are involved in that regular performers in that. And um, that's how we met. And, and uh, we started playing some D&D because we were like, hey, we should get together and do this because it's something that, you know, sounds like fun. And we, we got together a few times at uh, uh, where do we meet at Matt's house or my house? And and then we were having trouble, like, finding times to get together. So we um, set up a Facebook Messenger thread and started doing an online campaign just to be like, hey, you can respond whatever you can. Uh, we'll sort of use the, uh, you know, trust system to uh, have the DM roll or, you know, you can kind of roll your own initiative. And there was a lot of uh, animated GIFs involved, I remember. Um, I think whenever... 90% of those were from me. A lot of them were from Jen. And, yeah. But it, it was super helpful just to be like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is kind of the attitude of this character. And so we actually did um, several campaigns that way um, over the course of a good year i want to say like it was it was a lot i invited weston in because weston was my dm uh that i started playing with and everyone kind of embraced him into the group and and uh then we decided you know what we have a good camaraderie with each other we should do this as a podcast we sort of formulated what that would look like and what that would be like and that's kind of how it it came into being in a nutshell so was Weston the only member of the podcast that was not a part of the improv group? We try not to talk about that <laughs> to get sensitive, but yeah. Listen, you know, we love him as if he was one of our own. As, as you know, if I had time and training and, you know, five or six years of experience, yeah. I might also be doing National Comedy Theater. I like to uh, say not yet. But... <laughs> yeah, we'll get him one day. No, but uh, the I, podcast I, is just I your audition the... to the improv group. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I I do not know how to do any of that stuff. Uh, I I do know how to do sound engineering though, so that's kind of how I got on board with everything. Is I became our uh, producer and uh, you know gear setter upper and microphones and cables and headphones and all that stuff. So Microphone I brought my own checker. unique. Uh, set of very specific set of skills to our to our little very helpful here. skills mm-hmm. i'm also a but freaking we... rules lawyer so that helped too <laughs> <laughs> that was good we didn't i mean like i knew that but i don't think anybody else really knew that because when we started doing the text campaign it was just hey you know weston wants to play and and then later on uh is when i was like hey weston knows audio <laughs> that might come in handy <laughs> And then yeah, when we started it. talking about uh, putting a podcast together, which was largely from a notion of like all of us are performers and we have a good sense of audience and a good sense that like we could be pretty entertaining doing this. We could put together something people would enjoy listening to. And then we talked about when we got into talking about what we would need technically, it was like 
Well, uh, Jen has connections to a recording studio, and Weston composes music, and Chris does art. It turned into this, like, we're like, we have this, like, Justice League skill set of, like, exactly what you would need to put up a podcast. And so it's kind of meant to be. Whose idea was it initially to start the podcast? We don't know. Was that Chris? I think several of us kind of thought about that. I know it's probably Chris me talking about it when I was already thinking about it for sure. It sounds get, like a Chris thing. I get yeah. impatient yeah. about those sort of things. When I get an idea, I'm like, let's do this. I feel like I feel like it might have been like a Chris and Zach brainchild first and foremost. Because I feel like you guys, especially early on, were kind of the driving force behind a lot of it. I remember a specific conversation on one of our nights we were actually in person where I think Chris mentioned it to Jeff, who was DMing our home game. And it was definitely something I was like, yes, and I'd already thought about, but I don't think I had verbalized. So that's the earliest mention I can think of. And it was a lot of like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember our first uh, our first like sort of pitch session. We all got together and we're like, let's just talk about it in my living room. And Jeff insisted on taking some notes. Like we all sort of took tone, took turns taking notes. <laughs> and Jeff's notes were very large and, <laughs> and very loud, uh, which I still have. And they're they're hilarious. I've been on the record as being against this podcast from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We kind of forced Jeff to do it. That's why in season three you play a town. Oh man, you can't be trusted. I try and get out of here. They keep bringing me back. And we should say also our sixth member that is not here right now is Matt Messerman, who was in the group. You know, the text conversation, the text campaign, and the in-person ones since the beginning. So um, his his daughter was not feeling well tonight, but um, yeah, he's he was he's part of the group as well. We miss you, Matt. Pouring Pouring out. Out. <laughs> he played he, and Matt Matt plays uh Matt played Celius and Branch in season three. So I'm currently um past the halfway mark in season two. Um I finished season one a while ago and then I picked back up in season two and have pretty much been binging it the last uh few days. But it's I I feel like I'm biased just because I've been feel like I've been listening from the beginning, but it's it's definitely one of those shows that's that you you really catch that stride and then you guys just kind of took off and it's it's been a pretty fun ride to listen to the entire time. It's it's one of the few podcasts I still listen to actually. Wow. Well, thank well, you. Thanks, Lance. Mm-hmm. So that's actually the reason why I have a list of things I wanted to bring up about why I feel like Knights of the World Table actually stands out as far as uh, actual play D&D podcasts out there. And I'm sure many of the other podcasts out there that are D&D related do some of these things, but you have a pretty strong combination that I feel like makes for a really entertaining and quick-paced show. And so I just want to know whose idea it was to kind of make it an edited-down format, because a lot of the other podcasts will stick to kind of leaving a full runtime and so they're not cutting things down. But as far as you're concerned, it is it is edited down to make things very quick and witty and and fast. So who wants to talk a little bit about that? I'm not even sure we made a conscious decision to do that. Yeah, it was pretty universal. Yeah, I mean, it was probably I was the first one to do editing just because I was DMing first. Um, But yeah, I think it was kind of our 
thoughts from the start of just like again thinking as entertainers there's just a lot of parts of D&D that are like I'm rolling I'm counting up numbers <laughs> I'm we don't really edit out that much the vast majority of what we edit out is just like looking up rules and it's counting math. things yeah, yeah math if you like did a if you it's did an edit roll the stuff that like at your table you'd be like i'm gonna go to the bathroom right now like that's what gets cut out mm -hmm. our deleted scenes clip would just be like six and then eight and then the sound of dice <laughs> somebody's <laughs> spilling a drink um so I'm, a piece of that is just kind of like i think our improv sensibility and wanting to make sure things are sounding entertaining and yeah well and um, deciding like what what do i want in a podcast like yeah i i want to know where things are going you know it's not super fun to listen to people like breathe and count <laughs> and i think that was one of the other things that we wanted is there's a lot of podcasts out there bless their hearts who um they they kind of stick a microphone in the middle of a table and kind of go for it and we wanted to, I mean, I'm a sound engineer. Like, I wanted to have something that you listen to and is it's pleasant to listen to. You can hear the inflections in people's voices. Nobody's getting drowned out. Um, you know, I, that was really important to me. So in addition to having a, you know, well-edited episode, I also wanted a very, we also wanted a, a, a a podcast that would be pleasant and, and interesting to listen to and you could really uh, appreciate the uh, the talent that a lot of us have for doing voices and you know for emoting and not just being distracted by all these reflections bouncing off the walls and poor quality sound and all that stuff i think it keeps it accessible because it makes a huge difference and then kind of keeping that i know it was mentioned earlier but with with you weston uh even having that in-house person that is so in touch with music and being able to create the sounds for the show. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and your background with music? Yeah, so we've had a pretty good time not just talking with each other uh, in our sessions, but then also after the fact going in and, and you know, livening up these episodes with music and with sound effects. Uh, Chris has uh, contributed quite a bit to all the different sound effects and vocal effects that you hear. He in season two, he got really into it. I think it added a ton to the podcast. Um, I have a musical background, uh, writing compositions. So, uh, like, I, I got obsessed writing RPG music, and um, now that's what I do uh, professionally uh, with a, pro a program, a uh, company that I that I have called Arcane Anthems where I write free RPG music for everybody to use and uh, that all happens via my Patreon and uh, everybody can access it um, so we take those songs that I put out in the world for free and this is an opportunity where everybody can listen in and see how powerful music can make your fights feel, music can make your um, your conversations feel, uh, how well music keeps people engaged. Um, it's, it's such a missed opportunity that uh, I think a lot of campaigns have where you're just sitting in silence counting dice and you could be uh, better engaged with music. So we have those kind of effects in there as well. Mm -hmm. And I can, kind of a spoilery thing, but just the sound effects for the psionic character in season two, Ramara, 
the, those effects when she's speaking psionically are probably some of the coolest things I've heard in a in a D&D style podcast. It, it took a while to get those right, right, Weston? Yes, it did. We, Crit- we had to kind of go well, back and forth. And I was like, no, no, it's I want to I want to hear her voice before I hear her voice. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, each one of those effects, every time Ramara speaks in her head, I'm like, oh, because <laughs> like I, there's a whole process to making that happen. Uh, with like reverse delay and like it just it t- takes a while to do um but when chris said he wanted to do it i was like okay all right and i think it did turn out really cool i'm glad you liked it. it it was great i know it was also mentioned earlier about the rotating dm style that you have so was that kind of the plan from the beginning that it would be rotate rotated between you between seasons or was that more of a we want to make sure that the dm is staying fresh and not having to spend all their time prepping for campaigns year-round? Uh, it was something we talked about from the beginning. Um, I know... I mean, I think I was the person to kind of initiate the notion of both that and also kind of having a structure which we've sort of kept to of having three main characters for a season and then like a fourth person that sort of rotates. So we have various guest people coming in and that was to both accommodate flexible schedules for me part of rotating the dm was i want to dm but i really don't want to always dm Mm -hmm. which is the experience of a lot of dms but especially with the pro with the pressure of you know maintaining an ongoing story that a lot of people are listening to i just feel like that's a lot so um when it was time to step back and have chris jump in that was super awesome and reinvigorating but also that fourth player slot was a as an opportunity to let somebody, one of our awesome friends, come in and just join a couple of sessions and be able to be a part of things without having to make a commitment for a, a year. And that that decision wasn't made lightly either. I, I I know that I was a heavy proponent for not you know changing up our characters and for keeping consistency and uh, and and is because I had never seen any other podcast do it the way that you know this group of improvers wanted to do it where they would be different characters they would in in kind of inhabit the world with all these different people uh they would see their own characters move on and then new characters would jump in each season and i didn't quite know how that was going to work and i was pretty nervous about it to be completely honest but i don't don't think any of us knew how it it was going to work i was kind of hesitant about it too but i was like well we'll try (laughs) yeah and and I was, and I'm pleasantly, you know, surprised and and happy that I was wrong, you know, and that it that it went out, you know, that that has become kind of a winning formula for us. Luckily, my wide how... range of vocalizations <laughs> come out through all of the characters I play in and inhabit <laughs> in such different ways. I didn't quite know how it was going to work either, honestly. But it, it's definitely the thinking around that was definitely rooted in improv and the fact that like kind of the notion of improv is you're sharing you're combining which is i think it's one way D can be played i think it's the way mostly D should be played but there's kind of like a a continuum of sort of the belief that the D is omniscient and controls everything and has everything planned and the players just follow along and on the other end of that spectrum like players are making up the stories and you're exchanging ideas so i think i wanted to be intentionally way on the side of like even the 
even the DM chair is rotating and we're combining our ideas and listening to each other. And I think the beauty of improv is when you you collectively share ideas and you together create something that you couldn't have, no one person could have created. And so having multiple DMs that have to like kind of coordinate a little bit and share ideas, I think creates really awesome stuff. Yeah, I think I think one of the the funnest parts about listening to Knights of the World Table is there's just certain times where you can tell everyone is jumping in and kind of going on the bandwagon of a very, very communicative um, improv session, as it were. So in season two, there is a certain plant life that you continuously hear kind of jump in <laughs> and you hear everyone's voices in the group doing it, but they immediately <laughs> jump to their own character as a blade of grass or whether it's a plant. <laughs> or something uh, and speak with plants i i'm not gonna lie i started like dying laughing when everyone started yelling that was a good moment so that that constant element of yes you guys all do have a background in this improv uh world and so things like that where it's just a jump it's like that 100 percent was not planned but it is amazing um next yeah, question and those I are the had. best moments like those are those mm-hmm. those moments as those moments where the DM just sits back and lets the players play and create a scene with each other are by far a lot of our best moments. Yep. It wasn't was planned, but would you say it was planted? Yeah, planted. There you go. Good one. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, well, I got to shout out Matt, Matt, Matt Messerman for in that little plant exchange. And he was one of the voices that was like, you know, when they're like, yeah, we'll help him out. And then Matt in the background went, Pollen! <laughs> so funny the the next little segment part i wanted to talk about was the bio episodes that are done and i think they're some of the funniest moments that have been in the seasons especially especially in season one i haven't gotten to the bio episodes in season two yet so i'm very excited for those but i kind of want to have uh uh jen start with this one then i want to go to jeff afterwards just because both of your bio episodes were so they were they were standouts to me as far as um, being able to tell like a side story, but it having a really good impact and just being hilarious the entire time. Oh, jeez. So, so Jen, do you want to talk a little bit about the what the bio episodes kind For of bring to the podcast? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I mean, like, so the bio episodes we we do these kind of one offs um, where you get to see just a little bit of those backstory kind of prequel moments. Um, typically, we've kind of focused on like really defining moments like that kind of call to action for these characters um i believe the one that you're what you're referencing is uh maya and um the infamous squirrel costume yes uh that instigated her pact with titania um and uh yeah that uh i <laughs> i don't know what to even say about that because it was so just out there um but you know i know for me like personally the approach was like you whenever you think of warlocks and these warlock packs it's always this very kind of you know somber almost like servitude type of affair and i just liked the idea of of you know almost like a bjork or yoko ono-ish type like artist who just stumbles into this you know weird binding agreement and is kind of oblivious to it the whole time and I think, though, that the ones that really shine, like you were talking about collaboration earlier on, and I feel like 
when we've kind of set it up in an environment where everybody pitches in, uh, that's, that's just the most fun. And I think that that was kind of what helped carry that episode and uh, Jeff's to a certain extent as well. I was going to say, most of the time during those episodes, I'm just in the corner, just like laughing my head off. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I literally can't, I, I can't even participate. Like I have, I, I, I can't say anything because I'm just like trying not to laugh in the microphone uh, like, a, like a madman. It's such a good time. Yeah, you can definitely tell there's a lot of laughter in the background. So... <laughs> That's me. That's always me. Uh huh. So, Jeff, do you want to talk a little bit about how your bio episode with XX Bloody Heart went? Yes. When I sat down to create <laughs> XX Bloody Heart, I was inspired by Chaucer, Hemingway, <laughs> the, the greats oh of literature. <laughs> and I thought to myself, what what would they create? And that's what came up no uh the truth is when we were doing that night uh i think zach had said hey we're gonna do like a bio episode or something so i just i just showed up and everybody else went first and everybody everybody else's bio is like oh yeah i had all this backstory i got all this great stuff happening and the whole time before it came to me i was like i didn't think of anything for this <laughs> And so uh, if you Jeff Jeff we knew. <laughs> yeah. We figured. If you want to just hear me make something up on the spot for 25 minutes, that's pretty much my bio episode for my character. That's your DM um, style too. That's my lifestyle. <laughs> truthfully. Um yeah, so I'm glad that you enjoyed it um as much as I had existing in it. Well, both those fun. episodes are they're great because they're scenes like we literally planned nothing if the player had some mm -hmm. thoughts about backstory it was an opportunity for them to share but you hear us in the moment kind of come up with the idea of a scene and then it's okay let's do this scene they're very much on that other end of the it's all about improv kind of spectrum there's I don't think any dice rolled in those kind of short episodes and it was about it was about moving towards talking a little bit and moving towards coming to a scene that would be interesting and fun for us to play. And those two episodes that you pointed out were the most everybody jumping in with fun characters and having a great time. And yeah, those are two of my favorite moments of the whole series for sure. Yeah. I, I um, just remember sitting there probably not being able to catch my breath, just laughing so hard and kind of bringing up that point of, of just having it be that improv moment, those greatest moments were those things that were not planned at all. Because I feel like a lot of a lot of podcasts, uh, for a D and D play style at least, they start off very much improv, and then it tends to go a little bit more towards the scripted end. But as but with Knights of the Roll Table, you can really tell like those special moments that come into play when it's this was definitely not planned, but it's going in a direction that is. <laughs> a great moment for the podcast and for listeners well, we mean, are not good enough writers to no but like i mean think about you know and and i i think one of the important things too is like you know we started this we started playing D, &D together for fun you know i mean the, the podcast is great it's wonderful we enjoy doing it but like you do it because it's fun and i don't know about you but when i you know think of the greatest 
moments that I've ever had in D&D, it's always that unexpected. It's it's the the surprise, the curveballs, the 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 weird in, interpretation and utilization of things or the unexpected interactions. And so like I think we would be robbing ourselves uh of that if, you know, we didn't allow those places to go wherever it is that they're going to wind up at and I'm really grateful that we have a group that is, you know, pretty fearless as far as leaning into that. Mm -hmm. So another element on top of the entire show is you really get to visualize these characters because as a member of this team, you have Chris, who is the artist for Knights of the Roll Table. So Chris, do you want to talk a little bit about how you were able to bring your talents with art into the podcast? Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I like to draw and <laughs> Um, I've been doing some character design stuff the last couple of years before I started doing D and D. And then when I started, I, I just got really into like drawing my characters and I would draw everybody else's characters in the party. And of course, all these little text campaigns that we did, I like drawing all of their campaign, you know, all of their, uh, characters and, and collaborating with the look and the style. So it was just an extension of that. Like once we started doing the podcast, um, it was coming up with a style that sort of fit the, the, the visual, uh, theme and the, and the flair and, and like how it was very, you know, easy to get into. It wasn't like super Gothic or it wasn't, um, you know, super cartoon stylized. It was sort of kind of in the middle. It's not quite like the painted renderings of, you know, the player's handbook, but it's something that, that, uh, is just visually appealing and, and, um, you know, there's some characters that lend themselves really well to just having a lot of cool detail. I mean, from coaches spiked, you know, like shoulder pads and shorts and Maya's yellow jacket and you know, just everybody's kind of, you know, visual distinctive items. It was really fun to draw, draw these characters. And season two, I went a little overboard. I drew like every villain and thing that they ran into, <laughs> um, talking barrels with mustaches and <laughs> yeah it was fun and i also got to do the logo and we we've had i think two logos now but that was kind of a good uh, it was kind of a collaborative like hey what should it look like and what is this you know what's the feel of this because uh we have to kind of uh, at least for a podcast what we've learned is you know you have to kind of uh show what kind of show it is in text and with color scheme. So um, we've kind of adapted that as well to make it a little bit more kid friendly and, and, but also saying like, this is something that's fun and it's something that's dynamic and, and interesting to listen to, but also has a lot of cool um, high fantasy adventure. My only hesitation when it was time to turn over the DM chair to Chris was like, Chris, I know you're going to want to, draw maps and draw characters and have big reveal in art and it is a podcast so remember like it's yep. got to come across uh it's got to come across both ways and he did a great job stepping into all sorts of awesome stuff and then there's the second layer if fans go looking for the art and see the visualizations of all these new characters and stuff it's awesome and these are not just sketches these are like full blown mm -hmm. beautiful pieces of you know of lore like 
it, it again this is this is not you know a, a pencil on notebook paper this is very very <laughs> very nice looking art and he always blows us away in session where i was like oh, that's what they look like <laughs> Yeah. It's well, this fantastic. I think one of the things because we we don't use miniatures, we're not using maps. I think we've done it like three, two or three times. But so at least for season two, I, I there was definitely times where I was like, I want this reveal where I'm going to show you what this character or person looks like, and and to capture that reaction, you know, um, was was kind of like a cool moment because that's the closest thing to being like, here's this cool miniature or here's this cool map or something. Um, so in a way, that was the podcast equivalent of like, boom, there it is on the table. And I can I can attest for Chris's uh, ability because I actually was a customer of his and it was the piece that I had commissioned was so good it made my wife cry. So <laughs> if, you, oh, wow. if you need any other reason to to follow him and his art, that's the reason. So as as we're kind of winding things down, I want you all to kind of take a minute to think of like a word or a phrase that you would describe the podcast that would might uh, get someone interested in listening to it. Mm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing oh, the tough no. questions now. I got to, I got to consult my lexicon. Lexicon. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not my answer. <laughs> I think mine would be wholesome. Mm. Yeah, that's one thing I feel like we didn't touch on is it's a very family friendly podcast. It's one of those things that you can put in on the car and listen to your with your kids and you don't have to worry about anything too sketchy popping up. But at the same time, it's there's definitely some adult jokes in there that go yeah. over the heads of kids. There's plenty of innuendo. Don't give me it. This is not a kids <laughs> D&D podcast by any means. No. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, it's definitely you know, several of us. Most of us have kids, uh, and and we I think we all kind of part of our mission statement was like we want something that we can listen to eventually, if not currently, with our kids and that kids can get into. And we've actually had some you know uh, young teens that have you know listened to the show and they've they're been super into it and like written to us and everything. So it's that's been really that's been really fun to see that because there's a lot of great you know, D and D shows, podcasts and streams that are just kind of, you know, um, uh, they go blue and, and it's, um, it's too bad. I mean, they probably kids still probably watch them, but, um, just to kind of show like, we know doing improv that you don't have to do that to be funny. So, uh, my one word was wholesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I, I, it goes beyond just, you know, the fact that it's, you know, it, for, for anybody. I, I think the, the interactions between the characters and between even the enemies and, like, the, the, the perspective that this group has um, with the D&D is just very, like, it makes you feel good. Um, it, 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 they're, they're usually uplifting, um, even if the world is, you know, dark and scary and crazy things are happening. It's the relationships with with each other that keep the story, um, keeps the podcast working, which is cool. Um, I was going to say comedy adventure, um, because I think Weston was kind of touching on my kind of goal for each episode is that at least once I want you to laugh out loud. And also at least once I want you to like gasp or tear up or have some sort of like 
genuine emotional reaction, which is actually why Maya's bio episode is one of my favorites because it is an awesome mix of hilarious stuff, but then some really like heartwarming, powerful character moments. And so trying to keep that balance of being always funny, but also really being a story you care about, I think is something we've done so far pretty well. So uh, my word is uh, camaraderie because uh, I, I feel like uh, a you guys have been such a great group to be a part of and I feel like uh, there's there's definitely like a lot of kind of inclusion just even within ourselves of like showcasing different people and characters and allowing them to try different things and grow in different ways and like we've had a couple people comment on the podcast like they felt like they were invited to sit at the table with us and I think that that personally is like one of the best compliments that we've gotten at least to me like I hold that kind of near and dear to my heart because I want you to feel like you're having fun with us and uh I mean isn't that what d is all about so that's that's my camaraderie I had to dig for that one a little bit so I was so excited when I got there I think a little add-on to that is we have some amazing uh, guest players. Um, uh, you know, they're a lot of them are are friends, and uh, m- many of them are improvisers. Uh, but um, I think part of that camaraderie is we have a really cool rapport with them, and we know that they can do some really interesting stuff with these characters. And and all of them are different. Like all of them are uh, from you know uh, Lyra in season one <laughs> to. Uh, Ramara in season two or uh, chaser of shadows, you know, I mean, and there's season three characters that you haven't met yet, but there's some really fun characters. Uh, let's see. My word is, um, slaps. Cause this, <laughs> this pod slaps, baby. <laughs> Jeff Frank, you are a treasure. Yes, you are a thing that belongs in a chest. Locked. <laughs> <laughs> did you have any more to elaborate on that or is that have you have you, have you no it? it speaks for itself <laughs> straight up slaps <laughs> uh my word I'm, I'm gonna go with two because you said word or phrase so i'm gonna say unabashedly ridiculous there we go uh so not afraid to take chances very spontaneous um goes into some weird funny places but also just you know, I, I, I love the interplay that we have. And, and like Zach said, like episodes that can make you, you know, possibly shed a tear and then other ones that are just like possibly shed a tear laughing. So it's it's there's some really fun stuff. Uh, Matt just texted me his word is he has Dankosaurus Rex. No. Oh, yeah, is that that's, right? Uh, so Matt, Matt says that's very Matt. Dankosaurus definitely words that would be in his uh-huh. repertoire i hope you really yeah, like dankosaurus sure. will be the title of this interview let's let's just have you all kind of share where we should be following you where should everyone be finding knights of the roll table um sh- social medias knights of the roll table can be found on twitter at rolled table and on instagram at rolled table you can find us on apple podcasts uh stitcher soundcloud Spotify, Spotify. Thank you, Google Podcasts, um, Podbean, Radish Cast, Open, Rad- Radishcast. Op- Open Here, um, yeah. Lighter without yep. the E, um, <laughs> Bubble Sound. Yeah, those are all real. 
uh, uh-huh. funnel blast. Uh, yep. Um, bag handle. Rainbow <laughs> connection. If, if anyone was curious what corkboard hard is like, this is it. Just listen to the podcast so you can oh, experience bloody hard. Yeah, Jeff takes a lot of leaps in his acting. Wet towel. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> All your best podcasts on wet towel. <laughs> Dartboard. Um... I got wet towel premium. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Did you snap that on wet towel? Yeah, yeah I snapped I snap- the podcast. If you like it, you snap it. You snap the wet towel. Yeah, yeah and, it, and if you hit premium, you get squished. Ooh, <laughs> it comes with squished. Yeah, there's that's a that's a premium feature. Wow, wow. I didn't know that. If you all didn't have a reason to listen to the podcast, you do now. <laughs> well, <laughs> here's the thing: if you liked this, then yeah, you like the podcast. If you didn't, that's cool too. <laughs> then, then you'll like the Geekly Grind, and yes. <laughs> you'll like the Geekly Grind because you need. To, sometimes you just need to take a, a break from your weekly grind at the that's Geekly true. Grind. Mm. Mm, I see what anime, you're there. anime, yeah, yeah. comic books, board games. And now uh, a D&D podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yep. Pretty much any nerd culture related anything, it's covered there. So go ahead and check it out at thegeeklygrind.com. So I just want to thank Chris, Weston, Jen, Zach, and Jeff for taking the time to speak with me a little bit about the podcast, a little bit about Knights of the Roll Table. If you're interested, go ahead and follow them. We'll have uh, links in the article description as well. Thank you all for joining me. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Thanks, Thanks. 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 Thanks.